This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. As we have finally made it to December of this year, we want to make sure you've got those home improvements and little fixes done before 2019. What big projects did you complete this year? Did you uh, did everything go as smoothly as planned? Did you, uh, did you DIY it or did you call a pro? Either one works. Today, we want to hear about your 2018 from the big renovations to the little bitty fixes. And, of course, we're taking your home improvement questions. Join the conversation with with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you fellows doing this morning? Doing great. Yeah. Glad to be here. There you go. So uh, it's gotten it's cold again. I asked yeah. Dell when he walked sure. in, I said, uh, so are you going to be on roofs today? And he said, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it gets cold up there. It, it is. It's a, it's a little chilly this morning. So so what did you guys get to do this week as far as work? How's it going? Uh, Dell, what did you do? Well, oh, wait a second. I saw a picture of you on a boat in the middle uh-oh. of the Gulf. I got to do a little relaxation. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Good for you, man. But we are actually uh, working on a flat roof, uh, a build-up, and uh-huh. putting some copper drains in. Hang on. A flat roof? Is that going to be uh, Is that commercial or residential? It's for a house, but it's always commercial uh, material. Okay. Okay. When it's a flat roof? Mm-hmm. All right. I recommend that. Okay. Um, how about you, Jeff? What you working on? Um, same thing. You know, bathrooms. A flat roof? Well, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Bathrooms, you know, remodeling. Bathrooms, kitchens. Right. Building new homes. Any, just, all right, give me any good or bad stories you can think of, top of your head, from this week. Oh, gosh. Don't use the correct names. Right. right. Yeah. Protect the, protect the innocent. Um, you know, I'm going to let you off the hook because you're struggling. Fit, well, no. No. You know, we're building a children's clinic in uh, Yazoo City. Oh wow! Good and, for you. Uh, had a few little challenges with our parking lot, but uh, other than that, it, it's been pretty uh, pretty smooth sailing this week. Okay, good uh, deal. And, so I'm, I'm not complaining. All right, I have the most minimal DIY repair, not repair. I added to the home this weekend Uh-oh. easily, and I would love to talk to our listeners about this particular thing because I did this, and you know how sometimes on Fix It 101 we go pretty deep. And we'll get some of these, uh, uh, get some of the guests in here, and they're really technical and they know what they're doing. But I, I want to make sure we we stay close to to home here and fixing those little things in the home. Also, this weekend, my wife brought home uh, this big package of lights uh-huh. from from one of the home stores, and what it is, they are battery powered stick up lights that are cabinet lights. Oh, yes. Right? And uh, it came eight to a pack, and you put one under each uh, cabinet door, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, they're all on, and it comes with a remote control that changes to many different colors or whatever you want to do, if it's warm, if it's daylight, whatever whatever you're looking for. So if you want to kind of put a blue mood to your kitchen, you just hit the blue mood, and it's just, wow. It's amazing. It's just fantastic. That's um, nice. But, but it's, guys, it's like 25 bucks. 
for this package of lights with the with the thing and I thought this is fantastic but it's something folks I promise anyone can do this and it adds something to your home in minutes it's unbelievable yes. So uh, that's something that was really fun that I did that you might want to check it out. Anyway, um, so we are, of course, taking calls at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We got a couple of emails in, but one of the things I wanted to uh, mention, in the news right now in Austin, Texas, a family put up their Christmas lights and painted an homage to Clark Griswold by having a dummy Look as if it were hanging from the roof, wrapped in Christmas lights, just like the movie. But a good Samaritan thought the dummy was real and called into nine one one. So uh, I don't know what you guys think. I saw another Christmas display the other day that was a mannequin holding a tube out of an RV into a sewage yes, thing, and it was I saw that it was from the that vacation. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. Um, anyway, anybody see any of those good things? I, I saw some guys putting up. Uh, some lights in my neighborhood the other day, and they were on an aluminum ladder. Oh wow! And I thought, oh nice. And I kind of saluted, and I thought, man, right. good luck. You know, we were <laughs> we were in Monroe over the weekend, and there was a Christmas parade, and uh, we had uh, cousin Eddie playing the drums. Right, was, was in the was in the uh, Christmas parade. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. it was nice. Well, um, oh, by the way, the reason why I talked about that aluminum ladder and hanging Christmas lights, don't. Don't. Just don't. That's right. Don't use the aluminum ladder to hang the Christmas lights. You know, the advantage of the aluminum ladder, they are as light as a feather. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You can carry them one, one hand mm-hmm. and, and good, but you do not want to touch a wire with that aluminum wire. With no, that aluminum no, ladder. no. And uh, especially in wet ground and yeah, everything. It's I mean, all yeah. kind of bad things yeah. can happen. <laughs> it's like a lightning rod. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, let's use uh, Grandpa's old wooden ladder or mo- more likely than not you can use a nice fiberglass ladder that's right and, yes. uh, and they're still pretty light um it's just that it won't carry electricity so that's great anyway um some of the things we're talking about we got an email in that i got to tell you about this and we're going to get more into it in our uh in our third segment talking about the garbage garbage disposals but i got an email here guys and if you remember last week on the show uh we got uh, we started talking about Garbage disposals. And this gentleman sent in an email. And he said, on your November 28th show, a lady emailed the question, how hard is it to remove a disposal? While you answered correctly that it was very easy to remove, the installation of putting in the new one requires some strength and dexterity. And as you're fighting gravity, as you're also lying on your back trying to lift a 15-pound or more in a small cramped space, mm-hmm. uh, please pass this tidbit along for your other DIY or something uh, you don't think about until you're trying to install the new unit. This requires a person to have some, quote, muscles, this person says. That's Michael from Memphis. Thank you, sir. I will say if you've never done that before, the, the putting in of a garbage disposal, we're going to get to this in the third segment, the last segment. But if you've never done that before, uh, you know, I guess I didn't say anything about installation. I did say that the taking one out is just unscrewing. You know, there's not much to it. Uh, but putting one back in, it's true. Th- these things, it's an engine. And it's a motor. Engine, in that's right. Yep. So it, it's heavy. It's very heavy. You know, it's kind of like holding that ceiling fan with 
Right. With one hand trying to hook it up. and Exactly. Yeah, it, it can be challenging. Anytime you're working under that kitchen uh, sink, the cabinet area, it, I mean, how else are you going to get under there and work? you got to get down it under and right. lift, and you might want a flow jack or something or a helper. Well, and, and, and things you don't think of when you get down on that floor the first time to get up under your cabinet is that the cabinet's actually a few inches off of the floor. It's mm-hmm. not flat on the floor. So you go to it's go awkward. lay on it. And and so the cabinet hits you about dead center of your back. So the rest of your weight's hanging off of this cabinet. Then if you're like me, you got to try to squeeze in that door space. Right, the door and space. You don't get too you got any there. shoulders, you're not getting in. Yeah, man. So, all right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. That's 877 877- 672-7464. You can also send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So what kind of other things do we look for this year? What I did do, I went to, uh, you know, we listened last week to a helpful interview from uh, from the man from ES, uh, I forget the, anyway, it's an electrical safety foundation. Mm-hmm. And we were listening to that. And one of the things that were uh, was mentioned were extension cords. And I just happened oh, to be in a box store the other day, a big box store, and they had a a, a, a complete end cap setup of all different flavors of extension yeah. cord. And I thought, my gosh, there's a thousand fires right there on that. <laughs> <laughs> if If not used properly, folks, extension cords were never... It is never a permanent solution. Um, if if you have a permanent appliance in one place, and and you should have an electrician move an outlet to that place, if if at all possible, running an extension cord. And this time of the year, um, when you're running the the Christmas lights and that sort of thing, run them through uh, GFI outlets and and things of that nature, so that they are safety tripped. So you know. It is combining electricity and water outside. So whenever you do that, you have to have some safety precautions in place. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're going to talk to Carolyn from Brandon when we get back. Uh, It's time for us to take our first break. Today we're looking back on 2018. What projects did you complete? What fix did you complete after talking to us? Man, we'd love to hear that. Also, uh, as we're looking for your home improvement questions, let us help you figure out if we can make another one work for you before the end of the year. 877-MPB-RING or fix it 101 at mpbonline.org. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the most common injuries from home DIY projects and how to avoid them in 2019. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solution 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's go to the lines right now to Carolyn and Brandon. So uh, you've got a stone chimney? Yes, and... There is a leak when it rains hard mm-hmm. down the side of our fireplace inside, which is also stone. Uh-oh. And roofers have been up there repeatedly. They have re or whatever you do. Everything. Right. The roof is in good shape. They have 
Okay. Uh, sorry, we've got a terrible connection. Um, but I do hear you, so um, I hope you're hearing us. The, 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 the thing is, you've got the stone masonry, and it's meeting the home. And that connection between the home and, and a, say, a stone fireplace and chimney or brick or anything of that nature is kind of funny. If you ever drive around in the country and you'll see a whole bunch of chimneys just kind of sticking up in the air because the house burned down or was torn down yeah, around right, them. Right. Um, yep. so, so, so that's the thing is that the house is not actually connected to the chimney unless you connect it to it. Um, so what are you guys thinking regarding this water coming in our home? Any thoughts? Well, yeah. And then she answered the question. She had several roofers, roofers looking at it. So we're going to assume that out of that group of several, we've checked our flashing. We've, we've checked Mm -hmm. the chimney cap. We've Mm -hmm. checked all the obvious things. Mm -hmm. Um, now we have had success in the past with a product called Siloxane. Now, how do you say that again? That is S-I-L-O-X-A-N-E. Siloxane. So best product we have ever found for um, a masonry wall where water is coming through. A masonry wall is very porous. Uh-huh. So that would be, that would be my next um, angle of attack. Right. Um, and, and it is, it, that is, that bears saying, uh, fairly often on this show there, uh, masonry is never designed to be, um, waterproof. That's right. There's no such thing. Well, you, if, I mean? if you will look on your home, you have weep holes, right? Well, mm-hmm. th- that right there is telling you water is getting in behind that, that masonry yeah, wall. That's the whole point. There's an airspace between the, the back of the brick and the front of the wall sheeting. Mm-hmm. You put wall ties on it, brick ties on it. You tie your brick to it, and there's an airspace there. So, masonry is porous, concrete is porous. Right. So, and 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 neither of those are water barriers. That's right. The thing that uh, the, whoever uh, does that need to do is they need to look at that chimney from all four sides, top to bottom. They really need to go so all me, the way. You know, the chimney is sticking over the house, the roof line. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just go as far as you can reach, but you need to go to the top. Down mm-hmm. and make sure there's no cracks or, or entryways like that. If it's a metal cap, make sure it's not rusty. And if it's concrete finished, make sure it's. I wonder how many roofers went up there and said, "Man, don't you worry about it. I'm gonna get it." I right. know six other guys yeah. went up there, but I got it. The first well, thing you think is just the flashing. You know, another thing too. She didn't tell us the age of that of that chimney. Well, it's stone. You know, so, it yeah. Everything has a shelf life, right? She it, said it's thirty plus years. And those mortar joints, that's right. They need everything to be, has a shelf life. You know, yeah. uh, when you, when you select saying it, you need to check for any big cracks or gaps. Those should be filled with like a geoseal or something before you spray it. What's the geoseal? Is that like a silicone? Yeah, high grade. Okay, they use it on the space center. All right, number one uh, uh, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four, or email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, so what do you guys think is the most common injury? All right, you ready for this? The most common injury suffered from home DIY projects. Now, Dell, you're the guy that swings a hammer regularly. So what is the last injury you got? Oh, man, I don't want to talk about it. But, uh, <laughs> Come I on, think the most it. common thing that uh, people will have is dust in the eye. 
dust in the yeah, eye. That's yeah, that's good. That's Because you're not going to wear the proper protection when it's just a little simple. This sounds like a family feud. You ever said, all right, we're going to go with dust in the eye. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and everybody claps, and you're like, no, that's not it. Um, or, okay, or so, nail in the finger or something. Okay, know. now you're getting close. Skin lacerations. Yes. Yeah. Skin I'm, lacerations. I was, I, was, I was on the angle of a dull razor knife. Right. Oh, oh. There's nothing worse. The, well, that, the worst thing in the world is a dull blade. That's right. It's, it's a. That's right. It's the dangerous thing. For ever. me, this time of the year, cutting shingles. Yes, that is terrible. Yeah, it what? is. When it's cold, it's they cold are, like yeah, this. they're hard to cut. Man. Right. Yeah. Skin lacerations from working with knives, saws, nail guns, other sharp objects. Uh, one of the things obviously recommended, folks. This is so easy, and it's amazing. If you go into any of the home stores, there's a wall of these, and they're so cheap. Ready? Wear thick protective gloves mm-hmm. and work boots anytime you're working with a knife, saw, nail gun, any mm-hmm. sharp object. Yep. Uh, now, that doesn't protect you 100% from those things, but, boy, it can make it a lot easier. Um, yeah, it can turn that, that deep cut into a scratch. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes. And it's important. So uh, if you're doing that, that, that's the direction you want to go in. Uh, so another one is uh, trauma-related. From Ready? Falling off a roof or a ladder. Yeah. Mm. And remember, every time you get on that ladder to get on top of your roof, you're not paid every day to do that. So you're not going to be as steady as the person who you might pay. Yeah. And, I, look, I'm a firm believer. If if you're going to get over a couple feet off the ground, mm-hmm. hire somebody. Yeah. It's it's not that expensive. Right. And then mm-hmm. make sure the ladder is set proper on even ground or great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, People are cleaning off roofs and gutters right now and, you know, things going on. Make sure you use a ladder that's the correct height. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't like, get a short one and they say, oh, well, I'll get the rest of the way. I I'll climb the it. gutter. Right. Yeah. I don't can use reach. an A-frame ladder to get on the roof. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, uh, don't grab the sh- or the uh, uh, gutter oh, yeah. to try to get up there and don't push on the gutter. There's, or the there, pipe boots. Yeah. And there are things actually that you can buy if you really want to do this. If you really, if you're the person who really wants to get out and clean that gutter, they make a little thing that you can put on the end of your ladder that will keep your ladder from banging up against your yeah. gutters. Yeah. Um, so um, we we call them um, uh, bullhorns. Right. They, they they clamp right on the and on the end of the ladder, mm-hmm. and I think I think the proper name is a standoff or uh-huh. something. Uh, but it, it keeps your ladder, you know. Several inches off of the roof. Right. So that's something that you might want to look for. All right. We've got uh, uh, Diane on the line in Meridian right now, and she's uh, wanting to clean a chimney, or you're cleaning a chimney, Diane. What's going on? Hi. Hi. Uh, As a teacher, I always tell my students there were no stupid questions, but I'm afraid this may be one. Right. Uh, That's my job on this show. I never have a fire in my chimney at all i mean i used to years ago mm-hmm. so and i don't want to have any fires in my chimney anymore but so my question is can you use a vacuum cleaner to clean all that out or would it ruin a vacuum to clean the soot and the charred pieces of wood mm. or should i what do you think i should do this is it, here I'm, I'm gonna give you a hint on this because here's where the the grace of having blown something up is what makes me valuable on this show. Um, I tried this once, a vacuum. Here's the deal. If you've got a filter, it better be a good one. Uh, that's the first thing. <laughs> Otherwise, the rest of your house will look like your chimney. 
the other thing is, is that if you like, like my vacuum cleaner at that time that I had was running a HEPA filter. Yeah. Well, the That's thing. Right. Well, because it's ash, which is so much finer than anything else out there, that HEPA filter got clogged up in about 2.7 seconds. Well, and, it was just. And, and two, most, or I mean, our vacuum cleaner is very expensive. And I know if I was caught cleaning out the fireplace with the <laughs> vacuum cleaner. We don't want to get the vacuum cleaned dirty, by the way. Right. Right, yeah. So if you're going to do that, you better go get a shop vac. Well, I was going to suggest that yeah. if you're going to do this, uh, you can get, and, and especially this time of year, it's a great time to get tools uh, because everybody's got them on sale. But this time of year, go in and get yourself a little shop vac. Mm-hmm. They all come with the filters. You can wash them. You can even uh, have one around so that if anything is wet, it can vacuum up wet things. If you have plumbing issues, these are great to have around. But uh, that may be the way to go, and that way you can destroy this vacuum and it won't hurt your feelings. Listen, that's great. I'm so glad to hear it. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right, let's keep on moving. Steven is on the line. Uh, He's on the road and talking about uh, comments about lights and ladders. You with us, Steven? I am here. Thank you so much. And I should have heard your comment last week about not using a metal ladder to hang Christmas lights. Oh, no. And especially don't use it after it's been raining. I live in New Orleans. I have a French Quarter apartment, and I have a little courtyard. Uh And I was hanging lights Saturday after it rained in my bedroom shoes on a metal ladder, Mm. and I got the pudding shocked out of it. Oh, Oh, no, man. Well, all right. Well, that's, that's what the well, little white sheet here says that happens when you use a metal ladder. I'm glad you're here to uh, call in. Right. Did it, let me ask, did it well, knock I'm you glad, off? I'm glad I'm here, too. It did not knock me off, but I really thought about just thinking for a few minutes. You, you, but I, I, I got myself <laughs> together. So, uh, anyway. Good for I you. I heard that comment last week. I love y'all's show. Thank you so much. I just wanted to make that comment that you ain't lying. They will knock you out. <laughs> Thank hey, you, sir. Le- you know, at least he's not calling from the hospital room. Right, right. You Guess know? what I did. Right. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Let's keep on moving. Um, so get this. It burns uh, one of the other things that you can really hurt yourself with. Oh, by the way, if you want to, you can call in 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Also, you can send in a uh, an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Another thing that you can do to kind of uh, save yourself this season in safety is burns from working with chemicals or fire. Okay, now this this sounds silly. I know you're thinking, well, how often do I do that? Well, have you ever poured a uh, liquid plumber down a drain? Because that stuff is seriously corrosive, oh, yes. especially to your skin. Eyes, irritants, everything else. So when you're using something like that, go ahead and get you one of those little masks. Uh, it, you know, it doesn't do much. Uh, it'll help. It'll help. But it, at least uh, those fumes are rough. And if you're cleaning bricks with that amino acid, oh, mm-hmm. man. That's right. Yeah, that blows in the wind get, back get on you. Some, get yeah. some eye protection. And anytime, yes. anytime you're removing uh, uh, or using solvents of some sort to remove glues or oh, yes. all that stuff is so amazing. Paint remover. Uh, just about anything like that. It, it's it, toxic. Think about it, folks. If it'll eat enamel off a car, then it, it's going to be ugly to your skin. Um, uh, another one here. We're talking, uh, oh, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. 
And uh, we've got Mary and Raymond. And uh, oh wait, hey, let's give that a second. Let's keep on going. Uh, another thing that you can do is uh, be ready for falling objects. Another thing that's crazy: secure all all portable heavy equipment when you're using it and when it's not in use. For example, don't leave a table saw on the edge of a workbench at the end of the day. Instead, you know, wrap it up, unplug it, wrap it up, mm-hmm. store it in a safe, secure place, and bring it out again when you're ready to resume working. And don't place a portable. Uh, a heavy object too high or out of reach is going to fall at some point. All right, you know what? Let's uh, take a quick break, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back to Mary and Raymond in just a moment. Uh, when we come back, we'll be uh, continue looking for your home improvement questions and what projects you're working on this time of year. So stay tuned and call with your questions, comments. Just tell us what you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Oh, when we get back, we're going to revisit the topic of that garbage disposal you won't want to miss this it's going to be fun we're going to put one in for you we'll be right back deep south dining is the show all about the culture of southern flavor from fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our mpb public media app Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today we're looking back at 2018. What big projects did you accomplish? What little fixes did you complete? Um, you can join the conversation, of course, this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Uh, before we get to that garbage disposal removal, I'm going to take a couple of calls here. Mary's on the line in Raymond and wanting to talk about her HVAC. That's right. So so what what's the deal with your HVAC system? When the either the air conditioner or the heater cuts on, the lights in our house dim, mm. temporarily dim. I mean, I don't know. Does that mean that it's not? I don't have enough electricity or what? Uh, well, it's definitely pulling a load when that thing starts. It's one of the larger yeah. elements in the house that will pull power. How how long have you lived there? Um. Gosh, for like. 20, okay, years. so this is something new. This is well, some... we we replaced the um, HVAC system in our attic um, a few years back, and mm-hmm. it's been a problem ever since then. Okay, and a uh, bigger unit. It, uh, it sounds like you have a loose connection to me. Um, you, you better you better get that checked by a licensed electrician. Okay, an electrician and um, yeah. not my HVAC. No, yeah. I'm I'm calling licensed electrician. Right. Uh, I th- I think this is electrical. Um, I think there's a loose connection somewhere, and uh, obviously that creates heat. Heat creates a fire. Mm-hmm. So that's um, let's get that checked before we, we have a before fire for have Christmas. To, yeah, before you have to call Jeff. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, I mean, would this loose connection be what? Associated with the HVAC system, or it could be not necessarily because it could be pulling right. from anywhere. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. But if your lights are dimming, we're we're pulling a load. 
Um, Too much on one circuit. Yeah, it's yeah. it's. I, I definitely would call my call a licensed electrician. Please. Alrighty, then yeah. I will do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, Chad. Thank you, ma'am. Mary, I thought it was interesting. One time I asked Timmy here about uh, my microwave. We had a similar issue way back in the day when my microwave would come on. All the other lights in my kitchen dimmed. Mm. And it was like, what's the problem? And, and Timmy said, well, you need your microwave on another thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's, just, it's just distribution of the load mm-hmm. to different areas. So it's, it's not difficult, but an electrician can do it without dying. So. And he got the right things to test it with. Right. Um, so, all right, let's go ahead, and you you want to talk to Anthony? All right, Anthony is in Jackson. How much insulation do you need, I guess, is the question. you with us, Anthony? Yeah, I'm with you. All right, so what's uh, going on? I, uh, I got my, my house is about 2,000 square feet, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't have enough insulation in the ceiling. I had an air conditioner put in, and they, they recommend me putting some insulation in the ceiling because it's not enough up there. Mm-hmm. Uh Lowe's offered to do it, but uh, they were going to charge a lot of money. I'm trying to see how much I need and if it's something I can do myself. How much you need to lift it up? I mean, if you put down a foot of that stuff, you know, uh, are you talking about the blown insulation? Yeah, the blow-in insulation. Yeah, right. You can you can do it yourself. Yeah, because you, you can, can rent the machines. That's right. That's uh, right. You can go to Lowe's and get everything. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend it. I would I would hire. Um, now tell me why you wouldn't recommend it. Falling well, through the sea rock. Yeah, I falling mean, through the sea uh, rock. Again, mm-hmm. unless you do this, uh-huh. uh, you're you're walking rafters. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, uh, ceiling joists, mm-hmm. and uh, it's dark, mm-hmm. tight spaces. It's tight, and you you've, you've got a hose in your hand. Right, and, somebody's you know, got to feed it. You need a buddy. Right. So no. this is a two-person thing. Uh, oh, yeah. I've been a part of this, and I will tell you another thing that is crucial in this is not the cheap one, the good one, air mask for your face. Oh, yes, it does. Because so, blowing M3. insulation is real. So. I mean, get, get, get a couple more quotes. If, <laughs> if, if, if I were going to insulate my attic, I probably would not call a big box store. Okay, now I'm gonna get in trouble for that statement. I'm sure, probably, um, especially since I work for one of the big box stores. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, that's one of my jobs on this show is to tell you my opinion, and it is strictly my opinion. Um, call your local um, home builders association, find out the insulation contractors in your area, and call them and get a quote. It's that simple. All right. Thanks, Anthony. We I'm appreciate sure your, it. Your wife would be glad because she's going to wind up being the helper. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah, happens a and lot. And then let's hopefully you won't fall through the ceiling. Yeah. Right. That's dangerous. Because then she'll have to save you from up there. Well, you generally don't stop till you hit the floor. floor. Right. That's true. So, <laughs> good point. All right. Number to call is 877 MPB Ring. That's 877 672 Uh now we were talking before we went to break about garbage disposals. This come up. Uh, this has come up a couple of times, and some interesting <laughs> facts that we learned last week. And I don't know why this has never been said in this room before, but it was said last week. And I wanted to make sure to remember uh, the the gentleman who was here, Timmy from AC Remedies, said the worst thing you can do to your plumbing is put a garbage disposal in. 
Mm. That, you know, and I, it was the first time I'd ever heard that. I just this first time I've ever. I heard agree it. with Timmy. Yeah, I really do. So, so, but I will say, if you're the person that has to cook on Thanksgiving and Christmas, that's a really nifty tool to have around. You know, I I like just scraping it off in the garbage can. I okay. really do. Okay, all right. So, um, but if you are doing this whole garbage disposal thing, I can tell you. And sometimes, you know what? They are just little motors, and yeah, eventually they do kind of go bad. They're not meant to last forever. They'll give you a few years, and that's good. But you can get them out of there. You do not have to be a pro, but you have to be careful and and follow uh, instructions and directions. And remember, you're working on two elements together that we just heard about this hour about combining water and power. So you have to be very careful with this. Remember, a garbage disposal is an electric uh, issue, so it's got a switch, and therefore it's got power. So you have to be a little handy with, uh, you know, electrical and then you also have to be a a smidge handy with plumbing but plumbing these days is just you know they're hand tightened mainly and you know that sort of thing so uh here's some things that you will need if you really want to take your own disposal out you ready you're going to need an adjustable wrench of some sort uh or like a tongue and groove pliers of some sort you'll need a bucket by the way you will lose some water and it will be this whole process is messy no matter what you do mm-hmm. it's going to be messy um you want a plastic scouring pad you want to um you want to make sure that you have in good supply and they work well the drain pipe the elbow piece and the connector pipe okay and then a screwdriver and a putty knife those are the tools that you need to uninstall a uh, garbage disposal. You may not need all of those, but those are all of the ones you need if you run into problems. You know, the putty knife, things like For that. Sure. Yep. And two, if the power is off, the chances of you getting hurt is, right. is very, very low. Right. Uh, he you, says that, you, too. You may get some work, some water on you. Oh yes, but yes. but other than that, you're you're. It's it's not like falling through the ceiling. No, 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 no. no. So. And it it can be a little bit of a Stinky proposition right. sometimes, sure. you know. You may need a flashlight uh, or a stand light or something. Right. Something, sure. All right, so here's the first thing that is said on the first pointer of how you take your garbage disposal out. Jeff said it first, but it's many times said on this show, shut off the power supply to the garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. And here's Jason's thing. If you can shut off the power supply to, say, that room or that area, or even if you have to the house in order to get this done and be safe, do so. Yes. Uh, the the biggest thing I remember in here my my goofed up experience helping. I was installing a ceiling fan, and I thought, well, if I just turn the power off at the switch, mm-hmm. I can do that. And that is true. But that is true feet. until your seven year old walks in and fires up the switch. Sure. You know, which is what happened. Nice. <laughs> so, so yeah, turning the power off was a better option than turning the light switch down. You follow me? Did it have power going to it? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my hands are all up in it. Okay. So, yeah. Got it. Anyway. Oh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Also, you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So here we go. Uh, Shut off the power. And uh, number two, unplug the garbage disposal from the wall socket if if it is a wall socket. Sometimes they're wired directly to the disposal, and you'll see 
um, and you might not know what this stuff is, Romex, Romex, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's the big uh, wire that takes all your three wires in to give power to that. So what, what they'll do is they'll take that one wire all the way in to it instead of having a wire, a power cord, come off the back of the garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, if you're unplugging it from there, you can unplug it for a wall. That would be the easiest way. But if it's directly wired, it's just three wire nuts. You take those out, and, and you should be good to go. Uh, and remember, your power is off, so you're in a good place there. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Now we're going to get to the water portion of this thing. You've got to loosen the hose clamps attaching the dishwasher hose. This is where it gets tricky. To the barbed dishwasher nipple and remove the hose. So um, you remove the pipe connecting the dishwasher to the side of the garbage disposal. Here is a tip from Jason. Hold that thing as high into the air as you can possibly get it. Sure. Because if it points down, this is a suction thing, and it's going on you. Yeah, it's full of water. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just full of water, but whatever was going through that tube Mm. that came off your dishes is going through there also. So, yeah, so remember that. (laughs) So remember that. And some some of these uh, dishwashers also have disposals in them. So, you know, no telling what kind of crunchy stuff's in that hose. Anyway, um, then if the unit is... uh, once you've loosened that, not all garbage disposals are connected to a dishwasher, so it only applies to those that are. If it doesn't have a dishwasher, it's got a little plug in that in that uh, hole where the where the dishwasher would go. Then here's where you go: you place that bucket under the waste pipe. All right, you got your bucket, put it under that waste pipe. When you disconnect the pipes, there may be liquid left over. This is there may be liquid left over. There will be liquid left over in that pipe. Uh, placing a bucket underneath the pipes will catch any wastewater remaining in the pipes. I'll say if you're doing this and you've got the bucket, go ahead and grab you about two towels while you're there because it's not always so uh, uh, clean. And don't let nobody use the sink while you're working on it. <laughs> you know, typical I've seen that mistake. happen too. Yeah, you take the pipes off. What happens when someone turns a sink on is the water just goes straight in. To your face. All right, so use an adjustable wrench, a pipe wrench, or tongue and groove pliers to remove the fittings that are on the P trap. The P trap is the thing that looks like the letter J at the bottom of your plumbing. Uh, you, you know how you, when you look under the plumbing and all of a sudden the plumbing's going down and then it turns back up? Mm-hmm. That's the P trap. And uh, that's where that's where usually all your junk gets into. That's where a lot of clogs happen. Uh, that's a good thing because P-traps were made to remove and clean. So mm-hmm. it's okay. You can just take it off there. While you've got it off, you'll notice all the gunk. Go ahead and wash that out while you're there. Um, <clears throat> so now you've got to remove the garbage disposal. Now, some of these models will unscrew from the sink drain, while others might have a little snap ring at the top holding it to the actual sink. Yeah, brackets. Right, and brackets. Um, and you have to put a, uh, a flathead screwdriver or something like that under the ring to pry it off in order for the, for the uh, disposal to drop down. Let's take a quick break here and talk to Suzanne Mobile, and she's got a question or a comment about compost. What's going on, Suzanne? Well, I just uh, think that it might be something for your listeners to consider not doing all that with an um, disposal mm-hmm. and take their peels and all their you know, fruits, anything that's not meat or dairy, Mm -hmm. and take it out in a plastic bag and put it into a pile of compost. 
I mean, it's much more effective. I get all my potting soil out of there because the worms make it for me because I put my stuff outside, and I've right. not had a, I hadn't had a disposal in 25 years. Wow. wow. Naturally, naturally, you're not going to throw meat into your disposal. You're not going to throw you can pour well, dairy down the sink. But some people might. Some people. Yeah. Uh, you would be shocked at what people will throw down yeah. there. Disposable. Yeah. <laughs> I think T- Tim Taylor throw a throw a fillet down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you can you can uh, get <laughs> people have thrown meat and uh, one of the big chicken problems bones. is chicken bones. There you go, chicken well, bones. That and oh, rice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. rice. Oh my God, you can stop up yeah. a sink quick, yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. They'll yeah. be they'll be digging that stuff out. That's uh-huh. right. And so you just avoid the problem. Mm-hmm. And um, as I cook a meal, I just have a plastic bag there, like a Ziploc, and put it in. Um, potato fields is amazing. You make potatoes, and you have more compost than you can use. Right. Take it outside, dump it out. I mean, it's not a big deal. Just dump it out. Yeah. And then, of course, you're going to have a rake there. You just put, cover it up with uh, leaves, and you've got yourself shortly some very beautiful dirt. Well, Suzanne, I appreciate that opinion because uh, it's another side. It makes it so that there's less things to fix. Right. You know, we would have left show to talk about if it's more uh, friendly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I totally agree with it, Suzanne. Right, but I also know that there are some chefs slash sure. cooks out there that just love their disposals, and that that's all there right, is. Man, to hit it. that switch. Right, hit the switch. Forget about it. Okay, hit the and switch. The, uh, dim the, the lights. Spoon, Here it comes. With a spoon, they accidentally dropped in the. Sure, spoon. right, right. I've heard that sound. I don't know how many times. It makes wonderful indentions on the spoon. I right. tell you that. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for calling. That's a great idea. We appreciate it. You know, we're going to take a uh, quick break. Um, it's time for our last break of the hour. You can call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore of Affordable Solutions 601 and a coughing Jeff Sammons in the background from Houseworks. If you uh, missed any of today's program, you can also listen back by podcast using any podcast app, of course, or our MPB public media app. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877 877- MPB ring that's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org programming note at 10 o'clock this morning we're going to be going to the uh, the the bush funeral funeral and and procession and everything else that's going on with that and uh, that'll go until about noon today so at 10 o'clock this morning there won't be an everyday tech uh, but the uh, the bush funeral uh, program will be on. So uh, we were talking earlier about these garbage disposals and getting them out. And and so here we are. Here we are with our adjustable wrench and uh, the P-trap and everything. We want all of the water in that P-trap. Remember, that's that J-turn looking thing at the bottom of your plumbing uh, to drain into a bucket. And you let any remaining water drain out of that pipe into the bucket. That, again, will not smell great, and you want to keep a rag around, and you can stuff that rag into the back hole, and you can stop any smell coming out. That's, that's mm-hmm. how you do that, at least temporarily. Um, then, um, like we said, we talked about removing it, and you use either a snap ring. Some have a ring that 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 turns on 
like a giant screw. So it's got like a, a big thing that screws on a giant screw, and it'll be about four or five inches around. It's right. really big. Mm-hmm. But what it does, that that sort allows you to tighten it closer and closer to the sink. Um, mm-hmm. There there are a couple of other things to look at. But you dis, uh, you detach the mounting assembly. You can remove the uh, mounting assembly first by loosening. There's three mounting screws that hold the upper and lower rings apart. Now, when you take these things apart, you can actually remove the heavy part of the uh, of the garbage disposal, right? Or right there. Remove the ring that's in a groove on the sink sleeve that's on the very top. If you're looking down the chrome part right there or whatever you got there, you, that actually screws out. And then you just remove that sleeve and the flange just falls right out. You can replace the drain. You can install new drain pipes, install new garbage disposal, whatever you want to do while you're down there. But you can get that thing out of there, and you can do what Suzanne said earlier and just forget it and run uh, plumbing straight through and not use a disposal. Maybe we'll get around to putting a disposal in after a while some other time. So uh, it is December. Let's talk giving. Anything to do here the last couple of minutes. Remember, uh, tools. You know, this time, man, this is tools. Yeah, this man. is the time. Uh, and I've been looking at, because I'm such a tool nerd, I get all the magazines and all the advertisements <laughs> in my email, and, man, they are blowing me up, the, I, what I can get right now. I, wi- I wish uh, I wish we were on TV because when the word tool came out of Jason's mouth, I uh, it, oh, and man, the face it, brightened. It and, was like a kid in a candy store. I can't help I'm it. I'm getting tools. I can't help it. Well, yes. I, and I even told my wife, I was like, I, I can't think of any tool I need anymore, but I'm sure I do. Yes, I'm going to go find one. Yes. So I guess I'll just go walk around one of the box stores and, you know. I, no, 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 no. I'm going to go to a local hardware store and right. really get down yes. deep into that one little thing that I have to have. Right. But anyway, uh, some of the things I, that you do want to think about this year when you're out there shopping and think about home improvement uh, you've got friends, okay? You've got friends that just moved into homes that don't yeah. know what they're doing and need some tools to start. That is a great gift. You don't have to break the bank. You can go, you know, you can go in fifty it's, bucks. Yeah, and get a little them. starter kit. It's just, yeah. it's a great idea. And if they've never done anything like that before, you know, as a homeowner, at some point, someone's walking into the kitchen to grab a butter knife. There's a better way. That's right. <laughs> and, and whatever tool that they try to borrow from you, buy them one. Right, yeah, you know. and uh, by the way, that saves your tools. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I bought my friend a ladder, and, um, <laughs> so he wouldn't thing, borrow yeah. yours. Yes, yeah, and he in return bought me a router and stuff. It was like, mm-hmm. man, you we, know. So we have the same things. We got some new folks moving in across the street from us, and I, as the as the fix it one on one guy, am delivering a uh, uh, housewarming gift of a little bag of tools. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that they get get going right. Young family. Anyway, uh, think about that. We've got a, you know, Christmas. Does your family try to give you tools because you're a contractor, guys? Do, do, you, do you guys want tools for Christmas? I accept tools. You accept tools. Yes. But as a business person who uses them all day long, is that what you want for Christmas? Well, Because um, it's like no, getting I, a cook pans. Well, I really you know? do. I, I'm, I'm a tool fanatic. I can't help it. I, I always love a new tool. It's like a new toy. Okay. Um, the bigger, the better. You right. know. Um, <laughs> if it takes gasoline, we want it. Yes. Right. right. Yes. right. <laughs> New bobcat or something. Right. Yeah, truck and go. trailer. There you, you know. go. Under the tree, a bobcat. Sure. Yes, awesome. the keys. That's all we need. 
All right, folks, uh, do look around and make sure to help out those people who need it this season. If it's cold and you know somebody who's cold, go figure out a way to help them get warm this season. That's that's something that fixing people do also. Uh, And there's lots of those people that you can find around to help. All right, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener is Liz Gill. For Del Moore and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Remember, stay tuned. We're going to go to uh, live coverage of the Bush funeral. And uh, we will be here next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101. We've got a special coverage of George H.W. Bush Memorial from Washington, D.C. next from MPB Think Radio.